so if you know your favorite drink is a mocha or a vanilla latte, that's great. We're going to get you the best vanilla latte you've ever had. Right. If you want to get a really high-end pour-over and know where that coffee's grown, the elevation, the farmer, we're going to give you that information too. Welcome to Tap That AZ, the show that helps you find the best places in Arizona to get a craft beverage and meet the awesome people behind these places. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I sit down with Alex Mason from Press Coffee Roasters, awesome coffee place in Arizona. We got a few locations. They were actually named the best coffee in Arizona by the Food Network. Grab a drink and let's tap into Press Coffee Roasters. So I'm with Alex Mason from Press Coffee Roasters. Uh, they have a few locations across the valley, right? We do, yeah. Yeah, but we are in the belly of the beast. We are at the actual roastery. Right. On 40th Street and Broadway. So, dude, thanks for having me here. Oh, it's, it's great to have you here. This is awesome. He got us a, what, what are we drinking? We're drinking a cup of one of our blends. Uh, this one's a Brazil base uh, with some Sumatra in it. Nice. Um, we, we call this one kind of our, our best version of the cup of coffee everyone's used to. Okay. So it carries those traditional coffee notes of caramel, chocolate, um, a little more robust, some sweet tobacco finish uh, without some of the brightness that some of our other coffees carry. Nice. I, I like it, man. I, when I came to visit you guys the first time, there was a, another blend with the Yerga Chef, and I don't remember what it was. What yeah, that, was that's, our, that was probably our early edition. It's our house blend. Okay. Um, that one's a little brighter, a little lighter bodied. Okay. Um, it's a little more uh, a little more specialty in that it's got a little more complexity to it, um, but both are great blends. Yeah. Now, you guys make awesome coffee, for sure. So, so tell me about like the beginnings of press. Like, where did this all start? Um, so, a guy named Steve Krause started it with his wife Tram. Okay. Uh, they started in City North as Press Coffee, Food and Wine. Oh, this was in 2008. City North is just next to the Desert Ridge. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the High Street area. Exactly. Yeah, yeah called okay. High Street now. Yeah. Um, focused on press, being that uh, Steve's wife Tram worked in the media. So okay. press there, Panini Press, French Press, uh, and then First Press of Wine. So oh, it was a nice. word that kind of cut through all facets of what they did. Okay. Um, I came on board in 2010 uh, when we were opening up at Scottsdale Quarter. Okay. Yeah, that's um, the one I've been at. Yep. Right. So the Scottsdale Quarter opened about the same time as the airport location. Um, and just before I came on, they started roasting. Um, so we've been roasting since. And now we have four locations currently open. The Scottsdale Quarter, the city north has since closed. Um, we've got Scottsdale Quarter, the airport, uh, Tempe and then in Chandler, and then two more under construction set to deliver this summer. Nice. Uh, one at Central McDowell, another one in Tempe. Okay. Now, now, I don't know if I missed this, but what year? when did it start? When was the year that it started? Uh, the whole company started in 2008. Gotcha. Wow, that's some pretty good growth over the last eight years. Yeah, yeah, and a nice. lot of the growth has come in the last three to four. Gotcha. Yeah. It's great coffee. Like, And that's what I like, too, is you guys – you roast your own coffee too and you took me a little tour through the facility last time and it's it's a pretty uh pretty i mean i I don't have it much to compare it to but i was super impressed (laughs) yeah we you know we take a lot of pride in what we do um as a roaster and retailer we can start at as close to the start of the coffee can get we call it seed to cup as the process from the seed of the plant that produces the coffee cherry so your coffee beans actually the seed of a cherry and when we say seed to cup, we mean the seed that created the plant that will produce the coffee cherry oh. and every step along the way until it becomes the brewed coffee that's in your cup. So big picture you're looking at, planting that plant, harvesting, processing, meaning taking the seed out of that cherry, 
importing it or bringing it to where we are, roasting it, and then brewing it. Um, the nice thing as a retailer roaster is we have a lot of say and transparency from the farm level when it's harvested, how it's harvested, how it's processed, all the way through how it's brewed. Wow. So the more control you can have on those steps, the, the more consistent and better quality your product can be. Yeah. That's pretty cool because it's like uh, it's not just a matter of hey let's get these beans and then let's roast it or have somebody else roast the beans we'll put our, our name on the package you guys are seed to cup yeah I was ask you about that so yeah I'm glad you brought it up first <laughs> as, as involved as we can get in those steps um, philosophically uh, I believe and you know we believe as a company in every step you can only degrade quality so you've got this built-in potential of this coffee cherry when it's growing and if you pick it when it's not fully ripe or overripe, you're going to lose quality. Okay. If you roast it incorrectly, you're going to lose quality. If it's shipped improperly, you're going to lose quality. So when you think of it in that way, and every step can degrade quality, you can never bring that quality back. Um, we want to make sure we're limiting any potential mistakes and getting the highest potential coffee we can. Okay. Yeah, and you guys have won awards for this too, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, we just got our second in a row uh, New Times Roaster of the Year. Um, nationally, we've gotten a bronze medal at the Golden Bean, which is kind of a big national roastery competition. That's huge, right? Um, it's, it's yeah, one of the biggest, right? it's a big one. Yeah. Um, and then most recently, the Food Network just did their best coffee in each state, and we won for Arizona. Really? So yeah, some really nice, nice awards have been coming in through lately. It's, it's, it's always fun to get some recognition from uh, the outside world. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, in pretty high profile, like the the Food Network. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty impressive because there's some good coffee places around here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Arizona's really developed into some uh, some really high quality coffee. Yeah. How long have you How long have you been out here? And, and are you from Arizona? Personally, yeah. I'm. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised in Arizona, nice. so that's I've been here for rare, a while. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of us out here. Right. So, have you seen the the expand? I mean, what's the time frame? Do you think is has been the expansion time? You know, um, mid-2000s, you saw stuff coming up. Cartel was one of the first. Press okay. was one of the first. Um, Lux was an early coffee uh, okay. shop and roastery in town. Yeah. Um, you've seen both locally and nationally a lot of really fast development in how people are doing things, what people are defining as quality. It's really, really similar to craft beer. Okay. Um, yeah. We're kind of where craft beer was in the 80s. Uh, where you can get your craft beer for the same price as your Budweiser. Mm -hmm. Right now, you can get your specialty coffee in Arizona for the same price as your Starbucks, uh, which would be equivalent to getting you know a really nice high-end craft beer at the same price as a, a Bud. Right. Uh, right. So we don't anticipate the prices staying low forever, okay. but it's also growing at a similar rate as to where craft beer was, where things are changing, people are talking. It's still a very close-knit national community. Right. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, and there's uh, so many different ways to do it. Like growing up, um, we had Folgers in a can. Like it could have been like 40 years old. We didn't even know, it, you know, any different. Right, right. But there was one way to make it, right? There was, from what I remember, there was just the, the coffee pot. Right. That was it. But there's so many different things now. Like, I'm a huge fan of the AeroPress. Okay. But you got AeroPress, pour-over. Like, there's there's a bunch of different ways to, depending on what you like, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what you like and uh, kind of going back to that potential idea, what your coffee has to offer. Okay. So, if you're looking for, if you have a coffee that is really light-bodied, um, has a lot of floral notes, you'd probably want to do a little a, a method like a Chemex that brings out a little more clarity of flavor. Okay. Um, if you've got something like a deeper Latin American coffee that has some big body and you want to bring those notes out, mm -hmm. a full immersion method like a French press might benefit that coffee. Gotcha. So it's a lot of, uh, we really believe here there is not a bad coffee or a good coffee. There is what do you want to bring out of this coffee mm -hmm. and do you like what you're bringing out of it? Gotcha. 
still kind of extracting, no pun intended, but <laughs> right. extracting the right, the right, the quality out of it based on what you what you have. Right, I'm doing like an all encompassing. What you have and what you want, and the the crux of what we do and train our baristas to do and, and work with our wholesale accounts to do is to understand if you want this, how can you make that happen? Uh, it's a lot like cooking. Uh-huh. Is it better to bake, fry, broil, right. uh, different these different methods to make to Usually cook food? Fry. Right, right, right. right. deep fry. (laughs) Um, But the big picture is understanding I want this to taste like X, so I need to do Y. Okay. And if our baristas have that understanding, we're in a good place to deliver and educate our customers why this tastes like this Mm. and what they might be tasting. Yeah, and and education is a huge part of what you guys do too, right? Absolutely. Um, You know, we we talk a lot internally uh, about this idea that we want to provide people with knowledge but not want to force things upon them okay um so if you know your favorite drink is a mocha or a vanilla latte that's great we're going to get you the best vanilla latte you've ever had if you want to get a really high-end pour over and know where that coffee's grown the elevation the farmer we're going to give you that information too um so whatever level you want to learn at we want to learn with you right and it's it's so it's all available to you so it's not just like here if you want this cup of coffee you have to read this Right, three-page, you know, breakdown right. of everything. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to do a report and right. come back tomorrow. Exactly. And if if your book review looks good, we might give you the cup. Right, exactly. I'd be like, uh, you know, all right, yeah. I would read it probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but you guys do you do trainings here? You guys do workshops? Um, tell me about that a little bit. Um, so our facility here uh, is primarily for our wholesale accounts and our staff, okay. um, as well as the interested public. Okay. So we don't advertise much about what's going on here. It's appointment only type stuff where you can email us and say, hey, I'd love to see the roastery. We do have every Friday at 10 a.m. a, a public cupping here. Which uh, is, what is a cupping? You told me about that last time. So what is Yeah, that? a cupping is a formal way to taste coffee. Okay. So you think of uh, like a beer flight, mm-hmm. but almost a shared beer flight okay. for a formal one where you've got four of the same coffee and then you walk around the table and you're tasting these coffees with a group of other people oh. um, and talking about what you might be tasting. Interesting. We do. So here we have those on Fridays at 10. If you email roastrippresscoffee.com to RSVP, we'll make sure that we have everything set up for you. Nice. Um, and those come usually when we'll give you a tour. You'll see what we do here. Um, on a more formal scale, we just rolled out our tastings at Akatio, which is our uh, Chandler location. Okay. And those are available on our website to book. Um, it's $10 to book and you get a $10 gift card for showing. It's more just to say, hey, oh, wow. let's make sure you guys show up. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but in those, those those tastings are much more accessible. It's You have four coffees in front of you. Everyone has their own four cups to slurp off of. Okay. And it's about 45 minutes. You learn a little bit about coffee um, and we'll talk about what you're tasting. And you'll, you'll leave there whether you come in with a ton of coffee knowledge or never having had a cup yeah. of feeling good about that you learned something about coffee and about what you like Mm. in coffee. So to kind of help you, so if there's people out there that are interested in kind of like, you know, I want to kind of up my coffee game a little bit and, and find like, kind of like my, like IPAs, right? Cause I like, exactly. Yeah. Like I want to find my favorite mother road, black IPA, you know, you're helping people pinpoint flavors and things like that. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. And that'll be, you know, the beer drinker like you, who knows a wide range of what they want. will get a lot out of this in the coffee world. Um, so like, let's say you're a coffee person that knows, hey, I love, you know, Ethiopian coffees from the Sadamo region that are full naturals. Yeah. We'll have something for you there to learn, to take away. And at the same time, if you want to bring a friend who doesn't drink coffee, 
they'll be there and they'll enjoy it okay. and feel at home and not over their head. Yeah. Um, I've gone to, to tastings before uh, with my wife or, you know, she's brought me somewhere that I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in over my head. Right. <laughs> um, and you work in the coffee industry. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so we, we make sure that this thing is very accessible and then leads to steps that, hey, do you want to learn more? We have these other avenues. Yeah. But that's a really great starting point. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. It's, it's, uh, and it's great coffee. To get. It's always your coffee. Right? It is. Yeah. 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 And you'll always get four different coffees. Um, yeah. So you'll get a, a good range of what we have to offer and talk about why they're different. Gotcha. So well, now, so growing up, I always, I don't know why, but I always thought, well, first of all, I thought the only place that coffee came from was from Bulger's. I was, sure. <laughs> but uh, with, I always thought that coffee beans came from South America. That was it. But the more I'm starting to drink coffee, the more I'm realizing, first of all, it originated in Africa, right? Correct. Um, and all of my favorite coffees are like African, like uh, Yerga Chef and Sadamu. Is that how you say Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what is the, what are like the main areas that, that you get beans from? Okay. So uh, coffee originated, like you were saying, in Africa, in specifically Ethiopia. Okay. And that's the only place it grew indigenously. Um, everywhere else has been planted from there. Oh, okay. But within coffee, like wine, we have different varietals. Um, and different varietals grow typically in certain places. Like your Malbecs typically come from Argentina. Okay. N- not saying that you couldn't grow a Malbec somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so coffee grows, though, between 23 degrees north and south latitude, which is about the Tropic of Cancer and Capricorn. And we call that the bean belt. Okay. So it goes around the globe and... Uh, Coffee, higher-end coffee that we buy will only grow within that belt approximately and at high elevations. So they're growing on hillsides or mountains. Okay. Um, But that's why you tend to see coffees coming from the same places. There's a very limited amount of places that are conducive to coffee growing. Interesting. Um, We'll see how it changes with climate change and where this region will move to if it does. Uh Uh, But uh, within that bean belt, we've got your America, so Latin, Central, South America. Mm -hmm. You've got Africa, and you've got Pacific Rim. And all three of those regions have distinct differences. And you can overgeneralize to say, typically, you know, America coffee tastes like this. Um, But if you were to go to any of our stores or see any of our brew bars or anything, everything's color coordinated. So Latin American coffees are green. African coffees are reddish, orange. And then Pacific Rim's yellow to kind of give you an idea that, hey, this is the region that these coffees are coming from. Oh, gotcha. Um, And then within that label is this is the country they came from, the farm and all that good stuff. Okay. Nice, nice. So where, where do you see, what's the goal with, with press? Where do you guys want to be? Um, you know, we're growing uh, definitely locally. Uh, we're really focusing on just Arizona, okay. uh, both in wholesale partners that we take on. So other, ro- other uh, stores, breakfast places that want a good quality roasted cup of coffee locally uh, that okay. we can partner with. So we can take them down here, taste 10 coffees, build a blend with them and say, hey, let's all be proud of what we're putting out. Right. Um, and then retail... You know, we're always looking to open new stores. In terms of what we're trying to provide to Arizona and the community is a really good cup of coffee that meets you at whatever level you're coming in at. Mm. Um, What do you mean by that? So, you know, we've all, I've definitely gone to places where even though I'm in coffee, felt a little uh, not cool enough (laughs) to drink a coffee (laughs) somewhere. Uh, I feel as a bar sometimes too, where I'm like, oh man, like, it's a little, a lot of my, uh, my cool range. Like that pressure of like everyone's knowing what they want quick. Right, right, right. Like, uh, you panic. And, yeah. you know, I think about this a lot with my folks that if I'm going somewhere and I want to bring my dad with me, there's places I know I can take him and places I can't. Right. And we yeah. want to be that place that I, as a coffee drinker, and I'm excited to go, 
but also feel super comfortable having my dad come in and get a large ice single shot mocha with skim milk right. and no judgment. Right. Because for us, you know, we source our chocolate, we sourced our milk, we sourced our espresso. So if, if we have those things and that's what you want, we're proud of each ingredient in it. And it's going to be the best version of that mocha he's ever had. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to look down upon him. Right. And if he wants to know more about why it tastes good, we'll tell him. We mm-hmm. use great coffee, we use great milk, we use great chocolate. Yeah. So I say our goal in terms of to the customer is to meet them wherever they're at. Okay. And give them a great experience for whatever level they want. Yeah. And I've been to the one in um, uh, Scottsdale Quarter a couple times. And that is the feeling that you get. You just go in because I get intimidated, right? Right. Because I always, I always go with either a cold brew, which your guys' cold brew is, is amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, or just like a vanilla latte. It's because I don't know. I'm like, I'm panicking. Everyone else right. is, I'm like on the streets of New York City and like people are running by me. And, you know, right, right, right. I don't know what to do. All right, I'll, I'll get that. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a good environment and it's a welcoming environment. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 We think a lot, I was just at, uh, in Dallas and we went to a couple of coffee shops out there and it's always interesting to see how people present specifically their pour over coffees. Cause you know, as a coffee person, I want to try a new single origin unique coffee. Yeah. And there's still times where I'm like, man, I want to ask questions, but is, is, are these questions receptive? Yeah. Like I know the vocabulary I'm using and I'm, I'm well versed in what I'm talking about and I know what I want, but right. you know, our, Sometimes you get a sense that you're you're irritating <laughs> to be there, yeah. um, and we that's we never want to do that. So yeah. you know we want to make sure that that range is fulfilled, that the best coffee person in the country can come in and get a really great cup. Yeah, nice. Well, you guys are doing great. So, dude, thanks for meeting me. Oh, I, thank you. I really appreciate it. So. PressCoffeeRoaster.com? PressCoffee.com. PressCoffee.com. Yep. And then what are the locations again? Um, one up in Scottsdale Quarter. Okay. One at uh, Tempe by the Center for the Arts. Okay. Uh, one in Chandler in the Ocotillo area, Price and Queen Creek. Uh, one in the airport. And then two more openings shortly, one at Central McDowell and then one at Apache and Dorsey. Nice, nice. All right, well, if you guys are listening, you got to go there, try the coffee. I definitely recommend the cold brew. So Thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, thanks for listening to another episode. If you guys are liking what you're hearing, do me a big favor. Go to iTunes. Leave a rating, leave a review, really help me climb up in those rankings, get some exposure out there, tell some friends. I truly, truly appreciate it. In the next episode, I take a trip to the iconic Old West town. So stay tuned. In the meantime, always remember, stay awesome.